What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, TV, movies, video games, comic book, anime, cartoons, action figures, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. You got Jack Walker Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, how are you? How is your week? What are you reading? What are you playing? What did you buy? A lot. You bought a lot. I bought a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so I bought... Actually, my wife bought. But if you can see this, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the first movie is Splinter and Shredder. Nice. This is the NECA. So I don't have any NECA filters. So they're, which really, the NECA filters are the, the NECA filter. Ne- the NECA uh, figures, they're super, super detailed. Yeah. So you see, you see, you see Shredder. I mean, you see Splinter, his, his robe is actual cloth. Okay. You see Shredder. And then uh, it comes with, uh, Multiple hands, slippers for Splinter, nunchucks for Splinter, uh, a TGRI, uh, ooze, uh, different hands for Shredder. It's pretty dope. Chris Jack is trying to get your attention. Out. Let's play. Oh, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Jack, Jack is holding up a Donatello. Is that NECA as well, Jack? Yeah, dude. This guy's so poseable. He's awesome. Now, and, and they're I, really heavy. I was always scared of NECA because in my mind, they were always like mad expensive. Like how how much are these NECA figures? Fifty bucks. Yeah, they're expensive. Yeah, it was that's, expensive. That's fifty. Fifty Walmart. That's 50 not bad two? though. That that's yeah. a two figure pack. Yeah, it's true. Thirty points okay. origin. And um, if you can see, I'll put pictures for the gram later. But if you can see how detailed, oh uh, yeah, spaces. Y'all yeah. might need to get some NECA figures, you know, man. Yeah. I've been think, I've been I've been toying with it, and then they've just grabbed it, and it's just. They're pretty, they're pretty dope. You know what's funny That's about sick. that? I, I'm even wearing. Oh, <laughs> Jack's wearing yeah, a Casey yeah. Jones shirt. <laughs> what's happening today? You two are in sync. I don't know what's going on. Well, Let's start a band. We should. start a band. Well, Jack, what's going on with you, man? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I watched Kate, which is was, was on Netflix. You worked and, on you it? Know, it was good. You know, it wasn't great. It was a little predictable, but she's she's really dope. And she's great. It's worth the watch. I enjoyed it. Did you see um, Gunpowder Milkshake? No, I haven't. It's been on my list for a month now to try to get to it. I really enjoyed it. I just wanted to compare like uh, female assassin movies coming around the same time on Netflix. I wonder like which one outdid I get the, the feeling, other. I get the feeling Gunpowder Milkshake is probably a funner film. Whereas oh, Kate yeah. is probably a little more uh, desperate, you know? It's like the, uh, the violence in it is uh, a little more edge of your seat. I get the John Wick. Like, like, you feel every blow. Yeah, there's definitely uh, a ticking clock on the on it, so to speak, if you haven't seen it yeah. yet. Rich, what's up with you? Uh, I mean, you know, the same old picks and buses, or at least trying to. For those who don't know, because <laughs> Rich is a mechanic and uh, in New York, he pretty much makes sure that every bus is in working order and that uh, that they they are maintained well. Thank you for your service, um, sir. Oh, I mean, you don't have to thank me, but no, no problem. But uh, other than that, I've been watching my usual. Also, also watch Kate. Um, what do you think of Kate? I, I enjoyed it. Like like Jack said, it's not it's not anything like groundbreaking or like gonna like really change your 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 life or anything but it, it was it was it was a fun watch did you see gunpowder milkshake i did I how, how would you well. compare them i would say like also like jack said kate is more uh i would say somewhat faster paced 
there's like there's a desperation because I'm not to give away too much, but there's like a time clock on things. So you feel like the action just gets right to it. Whereas I feel like gunpowder uh, with a gunpowder milkshake. Yeah. Like it was a little bit slower. It did a little bit more storytelling of what was going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're both they're both good. Okay. I got to watch Kate. I'll, 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 I'll probably watch Gunpowder Milkshake over Kate if I would choose. I'll tell you the coolest thing to be around, though. There's this uh, car she jumps in. Dude. Dude. Um, go, go. Yeah, go ahead. Go. Yeah, it's even cooler in person. <laughs> yeah. Those cars are freaking awesome, bro. So oh, I got to check it out. So we got Kate, Gunpowder Milkshake, and this Protégé, too, that's actually in theaters now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, with um uh, the the actors from uh, Nikita and Mike Mike and uh, Michael Keaton, Maggie Q and uh, yeah. Batman and Sam Jackson. Don't forget Sam Jackson. It's, oh, you're I, right. it's you can't. Sam Jackson is gonna be eight out of ten movies out <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> oh man, me. Uh, I haven't copped anything, but I have. Listen, I, I've bought things, but they're on the way. I've been toy hunting, like I said, the last uh, couple episodes, and I found some items at decent prices. So I can't wait to show them off. If you guys see stuff you like, I don't care if they're flooding the stores and you see them everywhere. If you like it, get it. Because when that's gone in a few years, you're going to be paying triple for that thing. And so get it. Trust me. Or you'll be hunting like me. And Hopefully you'll find what you're looking for. But I've been watching stuff. Rich, I've been watching a lot of anime. Rich has been recommending some dope anime. So I've been watching Tokyo Revenger, like I said. But I started watching Darwin's Game. Woo! Mm-hmm. That joint. Rich, you outdone mm-hmm. yourself, sir. Listen. Listen, <laughs> I mean, sick. I can fix buses and I can fix your life with anime. What can I say? He, and he fixed my life with anime, y'all. Darwin's Game is sick, man. It's like... Hunger Games mixed, but just on the streets, <laughs> you know, um, is really great. I, I highly recommend it. I had a lot of fun watching that. And uh, I start, I got back into playing Ghost of Tsushima. I say that right? Tsushima. Yes. Which is an amazing game. I love that game. I had to stop because I was like, Lawrence, you didn't finish Red Dead yet. Go finish Red Dead and then jump back into Ghost. I still haven't finished Red Dead. Me either. I mean, I goes either. to sick. You know what I picked back up was uh, God of War after the trailer drop for the new one. I was yeah. like, I gotta, I gotta go just kind of free roam a little bit. Yo, yeah, that content is so fun, dude. I've never played God of War, what? but to see which I know, I, I miss things. I miss things and I miss them, and then I'm off the grid. But after that trailer, I was like, I gotta go back like, and play some. Every God of episode War. we tease just. Dropping a member, and here he is doing it again. It's usually a St. Victor. It's usually either me or Chris. Of course, that's 50% of the cast right now. That's 50% of the cast. There you go. Um, But great, man. Good weeks, guys. Good weeks. Speaking of of dropping a St. Victor. How did I forget? Hold up, Chris. I know you got some news. No. I have not. No, September 15th is coming. So it's this week, Wednesday. All right, that's it. That's a hard out, man. I can't control Amazon. This is this is the what this is where I ordered from. Wednesday, I will have it. I so think like Wednesday flight. or Tuesday. He's even the next wearing issue a Batman drops. shirt again. I Guy's know, even wearing a Batman shirt. Fifty <laughs> percent of my superhero t-shirts are Batman t-shirts. So there you go. I would say probably more than fifty percent. <laughs> probably. Probably <laughs> more. Probably. I got a question for Rich though. Rich, I got a question for you, man. What's up? Why does Loki hate the day after Wednesday? Why does Loki hate the day after Wednesday? 
because it's Thor's day. Oh. <laughs> oh. Do you get You're it? Really gonna make me edit I that thing yes. so you can Thor's post it. day. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Yes, Jack. You have to edit this video so you can post it. Thor's day. I, I get it. Yeah, Anybody? You keep. I'm, I'm keep here all week, guys. <laughs> well, okay. To redeem that segment, let's go into my favorite one: the collector's corner. It's show and tell time! Here at the Collector's Corner, we pull something from our toy chest, something from our bookshelf, and we show off items from our collection. They could be worth millions of dollars, like Jack's entire combo collection, or they could be just... Or just, could just be something sentimental, something we love and can't live without. Thank you, Jack, for picking up the ball. Because this trailer dropped this week, I'm showing off my Why the Last Man oh, wow. volume. This, this little puppy is a fun one, and um, Lawrence and I, when we were at the DC Vault, the VP of DC at the time was giving us the tour, and I was pitching to him casually what shows he should get uh, greenlit and pick up, one of which was Why the Last Man, and the conversation led to him pulling this off the top shelf rack and going, why don't you take the absolute volume? Wow. So I graciously did. Uh, it's an expensive little gift that he gave me. And a few years later, what do you what do you know? They picked Where's the series check, up. Jack? Where's, yeah. your, where's your check, Jack? I'm not, I'm not saying I had anything to do with it, but I'm also not not saying I had anything to do with it. <laughs> Rich, what you got? I mean, I went digging through my shoeboxes and pulled out my comics. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I pulled out one. I pulled out a few, but this one right here. Uh, 99 Unlimited. I don't know if it's worth oh. anything. Probably not. It's signed. I got it. Well, my dad got it for me uh, off of QVC. I don't know what it's... I think it's called Home Shopping Network now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. It's pretty dope. It's signed right Yo, there. Who signed it? I don't even know. Can't even tell you. Uh, oh, wait. Ken Golden? Yeah. Right? It's, uh, it's certified. That's yeah, what it's you certified want to do. Too. Boom. That might be oh. worth something, man. So you we'll got it certified. And then I just I just picked the brains of a uh, old Jaggy boy, and I got this thirtieth thirtieth <laughs> anniversary here, Amazing Spider Man. And uh, Jack told me it's like almost two hundred bucks, so I'm like, okay, okay. let's not open that up right now. Yeah, let's put that right there. And, <laughs> and I, pretty uh, topical, got Venom on it. Yeah, has yeah. Venom on it. There you go. Yeah, there we go. It's a good looking yeah. cover. It is. And I uh, and I and I picked up a couple what ifs. I got what ifs. The Professor X became the Juggernaut, and then what if Cable destroyed the X Men? I love that nineties uh, Cable uniform. Pouchy, pouchy. You love the pouches. I love the pouches. Nice man, nice, nice. Chris, what you got? Oh, so yesterday got a box from uh, from Lawrence, and it's ha. actually from the DC Vault itself. So. It's the Hot Wheels Batmobile. Oh. So this is going to go fit well because along with action figures, I'm big into cars. So I have a lot, a lot of the of the Batman and superhero theme, mostly Batmobiles. So in all different sizes, all different scales. So this is going to fit perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh. Look, at, oh, look at Jack. Unopened. Yeah. Unopened. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? To be honest, if Lawrence would have sent this to me unopened, it would have been opened right away. I just don't have the discipline to keep stuff 
packaged up. I need to touch it. I need to feel it. I need to hold it. I need to smell it. I need to just have Obviously, it. I don't have the discipline either. I didn't even send it to <laughs> you in the box. That's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> did you get your swords too? Oh, yes, I did. Look who's holding it. Fitz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for those of you uh, who didn't hear uh, a couple episodes ago, I got some custom made He-Man swords for the uh, Masters Origins line. And I got a, a few more than I bought. So I, I, I gave one to my cousin over here and he had, but he was supposed to get these after he got Batman 89 issue one. <laughs> like that was the thing. So I don't know how he got away with it, but he did. <laughs> it looks but, good, man. Yeah, when something is made right and it just snaps in his hands so perfect, it's so gratifying. Dude, that that dude Hebro, y'all check him out. Like he act like the, the 3D print isn't just so it looks good; it actually fits into these figures' hands. It works well. The quality, um, I'm gonna tell you this: the quality actually looks better than what came with the figure. I'll it, tell you that, d- dude. It looks way better than what <laughs> Yo, came with the figure. Right <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just pulled up my swords <laughs> to show the comparison. Yeah, it looks way better. Sword. This is the original sword. Yeah. Both of them, both of them together. Skeletors, but it looks just so much better. It's better, so and it's the better. original design. Can't beat it. No, can't beat it. <laughs> um, what do I got, guys? Okay, this is a, a very special item in my collection right here. For those of you who don't know, Jack and I went to SUNY Purchase. We studied acting there, and one of our upperclassmen was one Shauna Ferrigno. Now, Shauna, daughter of Lou Ferrigno. Now, she knew I was a comic book geek, and she's always been very sweet to me and, and still is today. Uh, I didn't ask for this. I didn't even know it existed. But she just showed up to school one day and gave me this. I'm holding up a biography of Lou Ferrigno, my incredible life as the Hulk, signed by Lou Ferrigno himself. Nice. Very cool. That's dope. She just showed up to school one day with this, and I was like, ah, oh, man. And I read this thing. It's so good, man, to hear about his experience, his uh, experience with Bill Bixby and just how close they were. Um, now, nah, it's just such a great read, such a great read. And he actually talks about a time where he had to, like, almost be the Hulk in real life, where something happened and his car was parked in the driveway, but it's on an incline. And something happened. I guess he didn't put the emergency brake on and it started to go. And Shauna, like. She was at the end of the driveway. So he Ooh. ran and literally stopped the car. Yes. I think he tore muscles and everything, but he stopped the car before it like hit his kid. Crazy. He's a real superhero, man. He's a real superhero right there. Still jacked to this day. You look at him right now. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Inspiration, man. Guys, it's time for the news. It's time for the news. Guys, we got some trailers that came out this week. Let's start with some video games before we move to the gusto. Yo, we got a Spider-Man PS5 game coming out. Oh, it looks uh, so good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in 2023, my, my, we got to wait a bit, but you know, they have Miles before. and Peter in the same game, and maybe you can play off both the characters. That's what I've been PS5 talking about this movie. This. Like, the one Spider-Man they should be introducing to this next movie is Morales. Wow. If they ain't doing that, they ain't doing something right. That'd be dope. And because with Donald Glover, the character he played in the first one was like his uncle who would become the um that villain. I forget his name. Uh, uh, the Prowler. The yeah. Prowler. Today with, with my son. <laughs> oh, Spider-Man. It's so good. Which yeah. one? No Way Home or the Spider? Although, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who would you cast as Miles Morales? 
I don't know. You gotta yeah. go fishing. You can find it though. I get the kid from freaking Stranger Things, man. He's great. Really? That could be. That could work. Is he old? I've heard. Cool? I've heard some huh. people talk about um the kid who plays the uh, the younger son on on Blackish. Oh, yeah, he'd be he dope. Could... I, how old is he? No, yeah, he'd be great. I think, I, I think he grew a little bit too, so he probably he probably has the size and everything for it now. The point is, everyone's going crazy because they want Andrew Garfield and they want Tobey Maguire. But if they ain't freaking putting in, they need the to put one in one Spider Man. They should Morales. be putting in. Yeah, Spider Pig. What are they doing? Wow, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, and 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 Chris Venom looks like he's going to be a part of this thing. No, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I mean I'll be, that'll be that'll be my world's coming together. Your world's coming together. <laughs> <laughs> we also got a little Wolverine teaser. You know, yeah. not not much of the game, but just a little teaser of what we could expect uh, in, a, in I guess a couple years. It can go either way with the Wolverine. It can go video either game. way. That that last Wolverine game that popped out was was kind of a kind of a dutter. Yeah, I feel like to make to not make Wolverine just a hack 'em slash 'em game, you have to incorporate like the story. Like if you do his and time in Japan, like that's what they're doing though. Yeah, it's very story driven teaser. All you saw was him at a bar. The texture reminded me of um, Days Gone. It looked like it had like that kind of texture. Yeah, so it'd be dope in okay. a Wolverine game. An open Rich. world kind of Wolverine game. How sick would that be? Sick. That'd be dope. Rich, as a resident video game expert, are there more games that's coming out that's just strictly for the new generation console? Because the games that have come out recently are more, they're kind of, they look like they're like, you know, Xbox One games just ported over. So what are we seeing now? Uh, I mean, the, the Spider-Man game is going straight to PS5, if I'm not mistaken. Um, two years, though, right? Yeah, another two years. I mean, they, I mean, because they because they're trying to they're still trying to appease the the, the older generation consoles because so they're not trying to they're not trying to alienate them because you know a lot of people still like I mean there's a lot of people that still don't have the PS5 because they're just not you know they're, they're slow production with them mm-hmm. so they really they really can't as of right now just block out those people with the PS4s and the Xbox Ones and whatnot they still gotta they still gotta kind of get catered to them so I mean for the most I mean. They're, they're going to show their game on the top platform that's out right now. So I, I'm, I'm not going to say that the, that they're all just for the PS5 or the, the, the latest gen, and and that's it because then then they're just blocking out the whole other market. You're pretty much forcing people to buy a new console, which I mean I wouldn't put it past the companies to do it, but at the same time you're losing money. Like why would you do that? Maybe that's their plan for like in two years. It's like- yeah, cause, yeah, because you see the, the games are good, like. The Spider-Man is coming out in two years, so you know they're probably hoping that production will be up and people will get will move over to the next uh, console. And well, if there's the any game that would make a, ca- a game a game or a casual gamer buy a console, it's like that Spider-Man type game, right? Right. Would you know get kids to get their parents to buy them a console? Of course. Well, the other thing that's going to happen is you'll have the next gen of that console, N- not PS6, but the PS5. 2.0, you know, the smaller yeah. version of it with yeah. bigger space capacity. Yeah. Worked out the yeah. Case. Yeah. Because they came out, Xbox One, they came out with like, what, three different Xbox Ones yeah. before yeah. they moved up to the X? I still don't have them available around here in Texas. Oh, no? I lucked out when I bought mine. I bought mine off a woman who I found out lived like right like a few buildings down from me. So I remember uh, that. Facebook Marketplace, yeah. Got it was that. like the craziest thing. Yeah. <laughs> I got the I got the I got the console and a and a and a pro controller for like seven fifty. 
It was like, why was he selling it to you for so cheap? I remember asking all these questions, like, why, why is she was, getting rid of this thing? I was asking the same questions. I was like, okay, meet me at the uh, local police, uh, no, police station, and you know, we'll make it happen. And she pulled it out. I'm like, oh, and she gave me the story. She was like, boy, uh, her sister's boyfriend bought it. Or I'm sorry, her sister bought it for her boyfriend, but he wanted the PS5. So now she just had a console that she had nothing to do with. That oh, relationship's like, on shaky ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she dropped like almost a thousand dollars, and he's like, "I don't want it. I don't yeah. want it." Or she okay. just got mad money. But why wouldn't you take both consoles? Right. How I how mean, grateful can you be? You got an extra gen console. Just take what you get. You know, some pe- some people are like that. Some people are like you know like me. I'm a diehard you know Xbox fan. But you know I I, I got my, my friend was selling the PS3, so I'm like, yeah, you selling it for cheap? Let me get that. But right. some people are you know, just straight diehard for the console they're like nah ps5 you know playstation or xbox that's all it is like either or i'm not i'm not playing both it's like crips and bloods yeah it's like, exactly. crips and bloods. Back to that. like going to crip camp <laughs> exactly just like <laughs> let's move on to some other trail oh god of war ragnarok is, yes. is coming out which which yep. like i said i don't i haven't played god of war or very little but seeing that i mean i'm i mean it looks great it looks fantastic. And they're jumping on that kind of Norse god. Uh, was it always that mythology? Yep. And the, the Norse god yep. mythology? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh cool. And you know, the, the, the coolest thing about God of War for that version, yo, man, the uh, I, I have the hard copy, so I'll let you borrow it. It's definitely worth kind of getting acquainted with because um, throwing the axe and having it come back to you is so gratifying. And the, <laughs> and the feel, the feel in the controller when you're playing that game, oh, it's so nice, dude. Oh, it's really nice. Let me get it, Jack. Let me borrow it. Come on. All right, all right. I gotta give you Batman back anyways, so it's a all good right. excuse. Make it happen, man. Let's move on to some uh, movie and TV trailers now, Jack. I haven't actually got a chance to see Why the Last Man trailer, but what did you think? Did you guys see it? And what did you think? It it looked good based off the trailer. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to tell, really. Trailers can be mad misleading uh, and deceiving, but based off the trailer, it looked pretty good. Did you it, feel like it was close to the comic? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I didn't see a monkey in the trailer, so yeah, that's really going to make or break it for me. I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> I, read, I read like the first couple Yo, of for those days. of you who can't see, which is everybody, Chris nods his head. He knows what the monkey's about. Lawrence is like, F is Jack talking about monkey. I had a, I had a choice to like be like yeah 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 the monkey or just be honest like kind of got like an Indiana and Jones sidekick monkey with him for most of the comic dude it's and it's uh it better be in the series that's all I'm saying wow uh, I didn't even know that. I just shook my head like yeah. there you go I think it'd be like rich monkey wasn't there yep. yeah, oh, no monkey no content let's let's get to the reason why we're here and kind of the reason why we're doing this episode. The reason why we're doing this episode, we're doing a look back at the Matrix. And the reason why the idea came about to do a look back at the Matrix is because we got hit with a trailer that none of us were expecting. Like a couple of days before, we got a little teaser of a red and blue pill. And you got to click on the blue or the red and it shows you different possibilities saying that Thursday we're going to get the trailer to Matrix Resurrection. And we got that trailer, guys. Got it. We sure did. Man, that joint was sick. That joint yeah. was sick. It looked great. I, oh my I God. can't tell you how excited I got watching that trailer. I watched it probably four times in a row. I'm literally on set running around with my phone, grabbing people, showing them like, yo, do you see this? Yo, do you see this? Like, yo, you see this? <laughs> Dude, and 
and we watched the trailer before we decided to do a look back, right? So I watched the trailer before I went back and watched Matrix One again. And even just seeing, like, I saw Matrix One maybe like seven years ago. I remember the last time I seen it in full. But watching the trailer, like when him and Trinity like touch hands, I got chills. Chemistry, like that moment. Oh, and then freaking Doogie Howser, Neil Patrick Howard, <laughs> in the beginning, but wearing the blue glasses. Like the blue symbolizing the blue pill and how Niels is taking like blue pills to medicate himself. Oh, yeah. come on. Rich, what did you think about this bad boy? I I, I enjoy it. I can't wait. I mean, I know people are mad because uh, they're mad. Lawrence Fishburne ain't in it. But I'm just like, come on. Why are you mad at that? Like, Lawrence Fishburne is an old man. Like, what's he going to be? Is that is that full, fully confirmed? That he's not I mean, in yeah, at all. Yeah. I'm looking at the cast, and the the Morpheus is is, is the uh, you know the dude that with the with the glasses. Um, I'm not even uh, gonna try to say this dude's name, but I, I will butcher it. But mm-hmm. yeah, that guy, Black Manta. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Black Manta. Well, it looks yeah, like the only right. people they have from the original is just just the two of them. Everyone yeah, else yeah. is is like, you know, it's what they had to do with the Oracle. You know, they swapped her out because. I mean, she, she passed, passed away, away. Yeah. while yeah, shooting, but um, yeah. but they already have a precedence of the physicality of people changing in the content. So the fact that we're looking at a Morpheus in a slightly different form because we're kind of in a slightly different rebooted reality isn't necessarily a game uh, a deal breaker for me. No, know? and and, no, and no. like like the original Matrix. No one can predict what this movie is, what it's going to be about, or what it even should be. So the fact that we're even having expectations, we're forgetting what it well, was I, like to go up for the first one. <laughs> I will say this, though. What the first movie set out to do was not actually accomplished in the second two sequels. Oh, well, yeah, it wasn't. So if they're doing anything, I would hope that maybe they're setting out to accomplish what they Never actually accomplished. Jack, for your sake, throw out expectation. <laughs> don't go no, in. I don't have any expectation other than this thing looks dope and take my money because I'll be there. It yes. gave me yes. the tingles of the first Matrix because we all know where Matrix 2, Matrix 3 went. But that for the magic the first Matrix captured, it yeah. kind of gave me that. So I'm Dude, yeah. and, and there's technology call. now. Yeah, like there's... like when he's fighting when he's fighting Morpheus in the dojo. That yeah. one move, that one move we saw, one one big one big daddy move. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, this this movie's gonna rock. This there's so many rock. callbacks, like like Neo says to the psychiatrist, like you ever feel like 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 you're in a dream or something, and like it's literally like similar lines that he had in the beginning of the first yeah. Matrix movie. Uh, the girl in the trailer is like, come follow me. She has like a, a white rabbit tattoo, yeah, and in the yeah. beginning. On the computer, it's like follow the white rabbit. So like they're they're threading in the experience from the first one in this one, and I love well, it. This and is also why it didn't bother me that they're letting the physicality of certain characters change for the sake of it. And I don't think you could change Trinity. Like she's too too tethered to Neo's to recast her. Right. You know? you could but so- you, but the spark of that. But all the other characters, it may be nice that they're letting it kind of filter. We also don't know because for all we understand is that somehow Trinity survived and her consciousness is in the Matrix. So that's why we see her as she is now. For all we know, that's not Morpheus. That's a, a, a virtual representation, a creation, a construct, which would make sense that he might look different. Like They can go anywhere they want with this thing. 
Right. Yeah. So, I, so I was reading what they said is that the reasoning may be due because in the 2005 game, The Matrix Online, Morpheus is killed, and that game is considered canon. So that yeah. may be why we don't have Lawrence Fishburne. Because when Lawrence Fishburne was asked, are you going to reprise the role? He said they never re- no, they never reached out to him about it. So Morpheus died in the online game. Yep. yep. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's it. Maybe. It's part of the that's, universe. That, that, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a theory, but yeah. But and then for everyone that that may not know, like everything, to my knowledge, the Matrix came out with has been canon, from Matrix mm-hmm. One, Two, Three, from Animatrix to Enter the yep. Matrix to the Path of Neo, like all everything sits as pretty much canon. So I imagine, yeah, which and, would make and, sense. And you know, we don't maybe the new. Uh, I think if I'm saying his name right, Yaya, hmm. maybe he's just taking on the name of Morpheus just to kind or of the, live or on. the role, anyways. Maybe you know. the title. Maybe Morpheus is the title. You don't know. Right. Yeah. Or or this is the closest their programming can get to creating what was. And it's close. It looks like it. If it's I don't believe programming it. at all, you know. And this is set up in the sequels, but there have been multiple, multiple iterations of these people that have played out through time. Neo right. multiple, uh, multiple iterations of Neo, not everybody else, right? Well, but that's kind of up for debate-ish. Because there's been multiple, <laughs> there's been multiple cities, like human cities, human, uh, right. uh, yeah, human cities Zion. underground. They just been, you know, they just been redone because they can't like completely squash the human race because they here's, they need that. Here's a theory that's interesting that somebody put out there that the first three movies were all just the Matrix. Like even Neo waking up thinking he was in the real world, that was like a backup program just in case they woke up. And then this this movie is like them waking up for real. It's a fun theory, but there's nothing in the content of those three films to actually support that theory. Except I'm sure there is. Hero in real life, but Neo actually has powers in the real world. Hey man, pretty dope. Yeah, All right, so know. one thing that maybe maybe bends it a little bit. That jumped the shark for me. I mean, what if that meant right. because he was still in the Matrix? That was right. still that's the what, Matrix. That's what that's what Chris is saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about it's that. not a it's not a terrible theory. And since the last two movies were so not received as well, we wouldn't mind if they erased them a little bit either. Because mm. <laughs> where does everyone's mind. heart lies? Everyone's heart lies with the. But if baby. that's the case, then sure. then nothing is canon. Keep that in mind. Too. No, because Neo still being the one, still being an anomaly, still works even if he's been in the Matrix the whole time. He's still able to bend it to his will, even with their backup programs. And they have this backup program that's there. So when you wake up, you're still in the Matrix. But then he shows that he can even bend their backup program. It'd be it's interesting. Hey, I highly on. doubt. I highly <laughs> doubt that that's gonna be the the case. How can you? I mean, we can't. You can't. Nothing's. Everything's for grabs, Jack. This is the Matrix. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not. Yeah, you could 100 be correct. Probably not. I'm but probably could, wrong, but it could be. I mean, anything's for grabs. I know that I'm excited, uh, and we'll we'll talk more about the Matrix once we get to the main topic. But this trailer was a wonderful surprise. The thing that I loved about the first Matrix that we lost in the second two and we had to was watching Neo still kind of figure it out. I love watching him figure it out, not understand completely. And we're kind of getting back to that in this one where he's like going on this journey where in two and three, he kind of became God for the most part. So although he was still trying to figure out his role, fighting was effortless. Like he no longer, you never felt danger for his sake after part one. So I was kind of getting back to that. 
Um, that was great. Jack, you said you had some news you want to drop. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to my girl, Peach Peach. She Mm -hmm. is, uh, I said this last episode too, but the voting is getting close. So if you have the ability to chime in, uh, best cover artist of 2021, Peach Momoko is uh, nominated. So go vote for her. She's crazy good. It's so good. Y'all have to yeah. check her out. Check her stuff out on Instagram. She posts like every cover she makes on Instagram. So yeah. do yourself a favor and please check that out. Guys, so October 16th, DC fandom is here on the internet again. Yeah. And last year we got so many freaking drops and so much news came out. That's when we got that Matt Reeves Batman trailer. So I'm very excited to see what comes through in this uh, streaming event. So again, that is since like Marvel and DC I think, uh, or Warner Brothers and Disney rather pulled out of Comic Con, so they're saving a lot of their stuff for when they do their own conventions. So we should be getting a lot of news from uh, the Fandom event, which I'm excited for. We also had uh, Saturday, September 11th, was PowerCon, which is a He-Man Masters of the Universe big convention out here in California, and we got some a little bit of news here, man. We're getting some new action figures. We got some. Revelations looking figures, but I think they're part of a new line. Check this bad boy out, guys. I'm showing them a picture of He-Man that thing looks looking very barbarian-esque. Mad yeah. detail. And that sword um, looks way better. That sword looks way better. Not than our swords, but way better than <laughs> the other swords. And then we have um, this new Skeletor, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and there's one that I, I, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of this series, I gotta get this. King freaking Grayskull, man. They have yeah. a King Grayskull figure holding the two swords of power split. We also have like a bunch of their lines coming out. Tila. Then you have this bigger line, the more expensive toys, the Mondo toys, I think, which is Skeletor right here. You have uh, they're twelve inch, right? They're twelve inches, I think. You have He Man, Battle Cat, and a and a unfinished sculpture of Shira right there. So if you guys are Masters fans. You're going to have some really great stuff coming out soon. And last bit of Masters news, guys. Sunman is making his introduction, much, much, much delayed introduction into the Mattel He-Man world. For those who don't know, Sunman was created by a mother whose son played with toys, black kid who played with toys, but none of them looked like him. So she went out and created her own superhero action figure that looks similar to the Master of the Universe toys. She probably made it out of that. I got to go back and check. So through the years, it became like, I guess, urban legend and independent toy makers have like made versions of this Sunman toy. And Mattel has finally said, like, this is part of the universe now. It's part of canon. Sunman is going to be part of the Master's world. My question, is the lady getting paid? Yeah, right. And I hope so, the lady's getting paid. Get that guap. Because, I mean, she created it or at least sold the license for a lot of money. You know, if she doesn't keep yeah. getting paid on the toy, one giant buyout. But I got to I gotta cop that just because, you know. Yep. You got to keep it real, Chris. That's right. <laughs> you got to keep it real. Right, <laughs> Last bit of keeping it real news. I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Sumu Louis Lu. Sorry, man. The guy that plays Shang-Chi in the Shang-Chi film, the actor, he went on Twitter and said something really dope. He said, I want to be crystal clear. Without Chadwick and what he gave to his character, 
There is no Shang-Chi, period. My career rides on the coattails of a great man. I wish I, I wish I would have had the opportunity to tell him in person, but I'll fight for him always, my eternal king. I thought that was amazing. His movie is doing well. He didn't have to say this. No. But he went out and said it. And that's the thing, guys. For people that don't understand this, whether it's people of color, whether it's women, when there's diversity and, and, and minorities get a chance to tell their stories, it opens the door for everyone to tell their stories. So it's no longer a diversity movie. It just becomes a movie. But we have to let the diversity movie come out to show people Black Panther can make money. Okay, let's make Shang-Chi. Okay, now we can make this and make that. So it's like, I, I appreciate him recognizing, you know, what was done before him. That was fantastic. Well, and the other big takeaway, and this is from a fan's point of view. So, mm -hmm. but this is where we have power as the fandom of this content. If we want to see more diversity, we have to support more diversity, right. whether we like the content or not on some level. And so you're, you're paying dividends into a, a, a curved graph that's going to pay out over time. You know, absolutely. And you got to keep paying dividends. If, if we yeah. really want change, that's how we all evoke some sort of power in it. It requires an investment. And I'll say this and then I'll get off the soapbox. When it comes to white cinema, Hollywood, you have filmmaking that has been working on its craft since the Western, since the 30s, since the 20s, since the 19s, since the late 1800s of just filmmaking, perfecting the stories they want to tell. People of color, women didn't get a chance to perfect that over time the same way. So you might get a, a, a female-led film, a black-led film, an Asian-led film that has issues, that doesn't hit all the checkboxes. But just remember, it didn't have a century and a half to perfect their storytelling the same way their counterparts have. So we have to invest in it if we want to see it eventually be perfected. And that's all I got to say about that. I, I, I you know. Plenty of crap white content out there. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> but but it's also because there's more white content out there. And so you're yeah. going to get more flops. You, right. and, and that's the ratio. You need flops in order to appreciate the good things. So we need right. more diversity projects that have the the capability of failing so we can really kind of relish in the ones that succeed so well, like Black Panther. And I think I think that's the takeaway, Jack, is support all of it, because if Black Panther comes out and it flops, that studio doesn't go make another black led film. Exactly. As opposed to yep. we'll make a black led film that flops and then we'll make a black led film that wins. It's like, no, this film has to like represent <laughs> the future. So like we got to get these things in and it's happening, man. Between Shang-Chi, Black Panther, Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, we're, 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 we're getting it. So keep watching, y'all. All right, enough of this soapbox talk. Let's get to the debate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. We've been watching like superhero movies and TV shows for a while. And I want to know if you have to form your own Justice League, your own Avengers using any superhero across any universe. You only can choose five. Who would your Earth's Mightiest Heroes be and why? Who wants to go first? I'll Chris wants it. to go first. I'll take it. Number one, I got Superman because he's Superman. He's super strong, got all these powers. He's great. Number two, Hulk. 
The madder he gets, the stronger he gets, he can't be stopped. Number three, this one's for Rich, One Punch Man. Because what I learned after our debate was that he just never had a challenge. All he does is one punch. So, <laughs> I mean, if, 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 some, if, if we face someone, really, all we actually need is one punch man to punch them once in theory, right? Huh? Yeah, same theory. Number, number four is Dr. Manhattan. Because then I could just Ooh. mold the world however it needs to be. And oh, the that's a good call. And then number five, the heart, soul, the preparer of the team is Batman. Black Panther. Oh, <laughs> <Wow>. Batman. <laughs> wow. Chris, I'd say your team is very powerful, but I would say your, your team is overstuffed with just super strong people. All, you just have a bunch of supermen on your team. Yeah, you know, I also That's say it's I not very diverse. To, ba- to balance You have a green guy. Yeah, he's blue, to be fair. You said Hulk, too. And, and Dr. Manhattan's Asian. I'm, not, I'm not sorry, not Dr. I'm sorry. One Punch Man is Asian. And the Hulk is green, Jack. The Hulk is green. Dr. Manhattan's Stop blue. Yeah. A whole lot of diversity in Chris's <laughs> Well done, man. Chris, you just have like super, your, your team is just super strong you with one strategist. The, you, you asked for the most powerful team. No, two strategists. No, Batman he asked for the best, best team. He best asked team. For the best who's who's, who's going to destroy me? Fight me. Right. Somebody, somebody that's me. really smart will destroy your team. Okay, let's well, hear I mean, your cool. team and let's put your team against my team right now. Well, I mean, Doctor Man, I'm, I'm, are we supposed to date? Well, I'm about to be on Chris's side real quick. Go ahead, okay, go ahead, go ahead, yeah, we're no, talking no, here. No, no, Rich, you're never on my side, so let me hear what you got. to <laughs> I was going to say, yo, Doctor Manhattan can see into the future, so it's like, if that's not the ultimate strategist, what is? You know, he also he has been useless because of that and apathetic and won't get in the game. There's no point in fighting this fight because time is irrelevant. Manhattan, we got to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers assemble, but by assemble, do you mean now or later? Because they're all irrelevant. It's like, dude, you're, you're out of it. Past. He's just gonna confuse everybody. People's like, what are you talking? What's going on? Is it now or later? Tomorrow? What? And then we just they just lose due to confusion. Okay. I guess. Okay, that's your team, Chris. I my, my thing is this: it's not just a super strong team, but a team that like fits every corner. Okay. But that's your team. That's your team. That's, team. I'm sticking that's your team. That's Rich, team. what's your team? I mean, I have a few people. My list is a little bit. I have one extra. But I'll just go with five. Let me just eliminate this guy right here. All right. Well, I'd like to so, know who you just cut off the list. Yeah. I, 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 I got rid of the the mind, the heart, and soul of the team, Professor X. Oh, that's what okay. I did. Because my team is about to be chaotic a bit. Um, yeah. So Superman... You know, you need a superhero guy, right? He's always good. the Boy Scout, Superman, the Boy Scout. Um, then after that, it just goes downhill. Deadpool, because you need him. Because <laughs> he's okay. a team player. Yeah, um, he's a he's a team player. We got we got Colossus because Colossus also kind of kind of holds the team together a little bit. So you got a little bit more glue with Superman. Maybe you could keep the team wrangled. Um, then you have Lobo. Your team is awful. Okay. Your team is not working together. I love this team. I love this team. He got the main man. Right. Yeah. And the whole conflict with Wolverine. Wolverine. Say it again. And Wolverine. They're oh, not this getting team. anything done. This team is chaos. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get little things done here and there, but they're not going to fight the big bad. Like, and if they do, it's going to be a TV show waiting to happen. Oh, it would make good TV. When they go and, get and, a beer, the name of it would be Team Chaos. Superman would spend most of the time fighting his own teammates. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that would be does. the best part. That's, that's the best part. Oh, that's he's just sitting there. 
Like him and Colossus just sitting there trying to keep the team together, and the team is just running them up. So you almost need Professor X just to to keep their Cohesion, mental state right? together. Yeah. Oh, he got rid of Professor yeah. X for Lobo. We'll all get along. Lobo is man. Rich, you got two dudes on that team that cancel each other out. I don't think you need Wolverine and Lobo on the same squad. <laughs> yes, you do, because you got Deadpool, and Deadpool be fanboying fanboying over Wolverine. He's right. What's wrong with that? Not wrong. He's just got conflict all over the team. He I is a classic it. soap opera right here. Just Listen, if my city's there. on fire and Rich's team showed up, well, I'll hey. <laughs> <laughs> Just pack up and go to the next city. So that's why he's got Superman. Exactly. Superman so it's really like and these guys Superman's going to save the day and the rest of the team is like just out here okay. in these streets. They'll somehow make it work. I say that's the funniest grouping I've ever heard. That's great, Rich. Jack, what you got? Of course, Superman, because you can't have a team that's a super team without the greatest superhero ever introduced. Facts. Superman. Facts. 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 And I'd be surprised if Superman doesn't wind up on Lawrence's team, too. He's definitely Lawrence's team. He's not on my team. What? Yeah, what? I'm joking. I'm yeah, joking. Yeah, of course yeah. he's on my I'm team. Like, what are we doing here? Really, it should have been what, which four characters do you choose on your team in addition to Superman? <laughs> Right. I mean, real time. Question we asked. <laughs> um, you got to have some brain power, so I'm going with Sherlock Holmes. Okay, who I think fits the bill. Um, and I thought, kind of like, kind of like Rich was thinking, it's nice to have someone who can manipulate time and understand time. So I thought I'd go with the Doctor from Doctor Who. Oh, get, get, get my okay. resident Time Lord involved, which mm-hmm. also means that the team has a mobile. Home of sorts where they can, uh, you know, uh, a base camp and they can yeah. use artists as a base. Yeah. yeah. And then I thought it would be fun to have one punch involved, although he'll probably be pretty emo and off to the corner, not doing much. But when the sh- hit the fan, Superman could be like, hey, one punch, I could use a little assistant and one well, punch one be punch. like, right? <laughs> um, otherwise, figure Superman can handle most of all that stuff. And with Sherlock Holmes kind of maintaining the group and then i was thinking you know what this team isn't very diverse and what is a team without (laughs) so uh tifa from the final fantasy series is definitely a member of this team you can't not have tifa on a team and still call it a team and she's good for morale man she's good for morale Okay. I haven't played Final Fantasy, so I don't know what you're talking about. And you're off this group again. And I'm off the group. Um, all right, Jack, I see you, man. I see you. Uh, I love the, the, the Time Lord aspect. I didn't even think about time manipulation. You and Chris. Uh, okay, my team. Here we go. Boom. First up, you need a guy with the, you need a brain, man. You need a brain. So, Rich, I have Professor X on my team as the guy in the chair. Literally, the guy in a chair. Then, of course, I got Superman. And not just any Superman. Superman, as he's written in his comics, which is he's not just brawn. He is super intelligent, an investigative journalist. So he's a thinker and a strategist as well. Superman in the Superman comics is on my team. Then I have Black Panther. He is... Since he's the better version of Batman, he's on my team. <laughs> I can't, like, I can't roll my eyes in the back of my head hard enough. <laughs> I got Black Panther, and then I felt like Superman can use somebody else who can do some heavy lifting. 
So I'm grabbing Captain Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers. So I feel like their powers are similar, but different enough where they can complement each other. And then is that, that's four, right? Yep. That's four? That's four. And then my fifth, I got Spider-Man. I need a guy on the streets. I need a guy that's in the neighborhoods. That's that's not just in the sky fighting the aliens, but a guy able to be down there with the people. That's my squad. Fight me. I think I'm, I think I'm whooping on you guys with my overpowered squad. It's overpowered, dude. We we like this. It's a cat in a tree, Chris. Like there was no need to bring out the nuclear <laughs> missiles for this one. Like a lot. Can like you remind me who your Hulk. team up was? You had Superman. You had Superman. One Punch. You had Man- yeah, Superman, Hulk, One Punch Man, Doctor Manhattan, Manhattan, and Batman. Because yeah, Batman's gonna be useful. Like, why is Batman useful here? Because Batman he's not. Not in this the case. The preparedness. Over Doctor Manhattan. Look, I needed to ground my team. You just can't. Your team canceled. And, and I wanted, I wanted to to to, 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 st- to stick it to all you guys. I know you guys expected me to put Batman on there anyway. So Chris, Batman, Batman is the Hawkeye of that team. You know that, right? Wow. Yes, yes, I know that. No, no. First of all, first of all, first wow. of all, that's an unfair, unfair comparison. You have Doctor Manhattan. Are you Hulk, telling Superman. me? You got One Punch Man. One Punch Man. And Batman? And Batman. He's the Hawkeye of that team. Rich, would you not say that, that of that team, Batman's not the Hawkeye? Nah, but, he, I mean, he's, he's, he's pulling. He's there for the mind. You got Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, but if, he, if, he's, if he's like... Matter of fact, Dr. People. Manhattan, Bruce Banner, and Kal-El already outsmart Bruce Wayne. That, well, but that's yeah. debatable. He's Because clearly he's got the Batman from the Justice League comic book content. <laughs> oh, the one that can sit in the <laughs> dark yeah, side yeah, chair. Yeah. That, 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 that Bro, Batman. You, you owe him an apology. I'm sorry, Chris. You're right. You have the omnipotent Batman. There you go. Who, who saves oh. the universe. Who struggles to save, but, but can't save Gotham City. I mean, he's, 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 look. He can't stop a clown, but he can stop dark side. He can never stop that clown. Look, all this, I don't appreciate all this that, Batman. That's Listen, that clown. Leave me alone. It's always <laughs> running amok. I say this was a fun debate, guys. It was a fun I, debate. I, if I have to say, I think I appreciate Jack's team. Rich, y'all ain't getting nothing done. Rich's team will make the best TV. I'll tell you that. Rich's team makes the best television. Yes. It's the best TV show. And I think that's what you went for, Rich. That's exactly what I went for. You, really, you weren't like, trying to save the day. You're trying to make trying it a to good time. Me. I was thinking Doom Patrol. Yes, like, yes, yes, that's what yes. I need. And I need honestly, a little bit of Doom Patrol. I would love to see Deadpool and Lobo. Like, what is that dynamic? And Wolverine? Wolverine don't want nothing to do with either one of them. Don't, that's don't, why it's <laughs> compelling content. I remember reading the dynamic between Deadpool and Wolverine in the comics. I'm just like, yo, this is great. Like, I love this. Well, Deadpool yeah. and Superman? That's fine. I don't know. You got a fun team. All his sensibilities. You talk about fanboying. Deadpool's going to start wearing a cape. Just out of nowhere. It's a cape. (laughs) Why you got a cape on? (laughs) And he he keeps jumping off buildings. (laughs) (laughs) He's recovering for like months at a time. Man. You can't fly, Wade. You can't fly. You can't fly. (laughs) Good TV. All right. I think it's time to get to the to the main topic, the reason why we're here. It's time for the main event. Guys, we saw a trailer that ignited our minds. We wanted to cover the original Matrix, the movie that just 
changed the game and actually continues to change the game. There's things that were created for that movie, established by that movie, that is still used in, in superhero action films today. We're talking about the Wachowskis, The Matrix. Let's do a little brief recap here. Brief recap. We get Trinity running through, trying to get away from police officers. We don't know what's going on here. And she starts doing some physical things that are out of this world. Then we meet Neo, a hacker. He gets contacted through his computer to follow White Rabbit. Girl shows up to his door wearing a White Rabbit tattoo, and he follows her to a club where he meets Trinity. Trinity tells him all the answers you ever needed. We have them. You just have to trust us. Eventually, Neo goes to work. And then these agents come for him. He gets a phone call. It's Morpheus telling him how to get out of the building. Neo doesn't. The agents catch him. They want information on Morpheus. Neo doesn't give it to him. They pretty much put something in him. Neo is now contacted by Morpheus. They take out the tracker. They meet Neo. They give him a choice. Take the blue pill or the red pill. Blue pill means you stay asleep, son. Red pill means you get to wake up. I like this St. Victor. Yo, red pill, you wake up. Neo takes the red pill. He wakes up in the real world. Pretty much he's born. He's on the ship, the Nebuchadnezzar, and they pretty much tell him what's going on. And he starts his training. And Morpheus believes he is the one, the one to set us free, freedom from the machines. Neo learns, learns, learns. He fights, fights, fights. He knows Kung Fu. Whoa happens. All that great stuff. Meets the Oracle to find out he's not the one. He doesn't believe. Morpheus has got it wrong. Cypher, one of the members of the team, Judas, pretty much screws them over because he wants back in the Matrix. Because guess what? Being in the Matrix means you get to live a life like you have right now. Out of the Matrix means you're eating pretty much snot soup for nine years in a stinky ship wearing clothes, the same clothes every single day. He wants back in the Matrix. He's I never and, thought and, about the fact that there's no washer dryer. They probably yeah, hand wash the same yeah. drawers and put them right back on. People, where they get water dank. from? They stinking, man. Stank. They're stinking. Yeah. Uh, please continue. <laughs> so then, they're pretty much sold out, and then the agents find them, and Morpheus is taken, and Cipher literally from inside the ship unplugs and kills everyone on the team except Neo and Trinity. The pilots of the ship takes out Cipher before he can kill Trinity. They're on the run. They gotta they they get out. They they gotta save Morpheus. They go back in and and they save Morpheus because Neo's starting to believe he does something that's never been done before. Saves Morpheus. They're on the run. Morpheus and Trinity get out. Neo misses his chance to get out and he has a face off against Agent Smith in one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. Rich, they fight. <laughs> I hope you're taking notes, Rich. I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Neo fights. He wins that fight. But as we know, the agents can just respawn. Neo gets all the way to the phone. He picks up the phone to get out. But then the agent Smith shoots him. Pow, 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 pow in the chest. Neo dies. Trinity, much like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, is over you Neo. Die, Neo. You can't. Do you know why? Why? Because the Oracle told me that I would fall in love, and the person I fall in love with would be the one. And I love you. I love you. So that's why you can't die. And she kisses him. Get up. And Neo wakes up, and pretty much the, the agents see him. They're like, what's going on? They shoot at him. He stops the bullet. He says, no. And the bullets just stop. 
Neo now just fights the Asian like it's effortless, like it's like it's a grown man fighting a toddler. It's nothing. Then he jumps inside the Asian spot. He blows it up from the inside. He's all healed up. You literally see the Matrix bend around him. He looks up at the agents. They run off like a couple of schoolboys. <laughs> Neo jumps back in the ship before the ship's destroyed. They get to turn on the EMP to because Sentinels, those things came to destroy the ship as Neo was in the Matrix. In the real world. He gets out. And then pretty much we get this cool little thing at the end where we hear Neo in a voiceover basically talking to the Matrix saying, anybody who wants to be free will be free. You can't stop us. And then he flies to the freaking Fly. camera. Christopher Reeves. Fly. Flies to the freaking. Guys, I'm done. I don't know what it is we got to say. Does this movie hold up? I will say for anyone who hasn't seen the movie in the last 23 years spoiler alert yo spoiler alert but shame on you I'm talking to my wife because she has not seen The Matrix what wow I can't get her to wow she has a a legitimate reason and I'll tell you this she missed it growing up right in high school and then in college we didn't, I didn't go. I don't know if you went, Jack, but a group of people went to go see, I think, either Matrix Reloaded or Matrix Revolution. I forget which one. So she went with the group, and she saw one of the sequels first and mm. fell asleep because they're like three hours long and just convoluted. So that's her takeaway from the Matrix. So for me trying to get her to see part, I'm like, part one is different. It's, it's a different experience. She's like, I'll get around to it, but she has no hype. <laughs> oh man! So Shay, if you listen to this, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler, spoilers, wife. Chris, does this movie hold up? Absolutely, one hundred percent. In fact, I watched it. I had watched it recently, a couple months ago, and I watched it again right before we did this. And it's just so amazing. It's so amazing, and I still get the tingles I got when I saw it back in '99. And yeah, it holds up. One hundred percent holds up. Come on, man. Jack, does this movie hold up? Yeah, it pretty much does. Now, obviously, it could have a graphics update, but does the movie hold up? Yeah. Rich? He's nodding. Does this movie hold up, Rich? Yes, this movie holds up. Absolutely. Like, I mean, you could just throw the other two away and just have this one. I'll be happy. My life would be good. Wow. Well, that's some strong words right there. I love it. Oh, I'm saying. I'm saying. (laughs) And if you guys couldn't tell by my enthusiasm... I not only think this movie holds up, this movie doesn't even hold up. This movie just is. Because hold up means something old and is it still watchable? No, this movie, it still is. Like it can come out now and would be. And even if the effects were a little off, it still wouldn't mess up our experience. They shot so much in camera and that's what makes some movies timeless, man. If you shoot stuff in camera and you only rely on special effects to like heighten things, you just get so much more time with that movie before it starts to feel dated. Mm-hmm. And here, ah oh man, guys, when I went back and watched it, I tried to remember, and I, I can remember the first time I saw this. And for those who are too young, those born way after 99, jumping in the air and freezing and have the camera rotate around you, we didn't see that before. That, blew, that, that didn't happen before. Uh, bullet time. Bullet, like the idea of slow motion and fight scenes. Matter of fact, let's talk about fight scenes for a second. Before this movie, outside of the stuff that was done like Hong Kong fight style, we didn't right. get long takes of choreography because our our Ameri- most American actors and stunt coordinators couldn't do martial arts well enough to be in a wide take. 
Here we got this wide take of fluid martial arts. And I'm not knocking the Van Dams and those guys. It was just a different filming style in America at that point. So it just changed the game in every freaking way, man. This movie is fantastic. I mean, every time something happens, it's weird. I say it looks like it's a glitch in the Matrix. I mean, it changed your vernacular. That's how much yeah. of an effect this movie has had on... We literally said that. Like, if something happened, we would say, that's a glitch in the Matrix. Yes, we said that yes, for... Yeah. Oh, yes, wow. Yes. Yeah. The, the movie was a, was a cultural phenomenon on some levels, you know? Oh, yeah. Dude. Do you remember the marketing? The marketing was like, what is the Matrix? Yes. Like, even with the trailer, we still didn't really understand what this movie was. Yeah. And to go into that movie, because if you watch it, there's a lot of dialogue. It's a dialogue heavy action film and a lot of exposition is being told in dialogue and they get these amazing actors that do it. Like if you had lesser actors, it, it would be these boring scenes. It would be equilibrium. Get, yeah. Well, <laughs> you have equilibrium, but here you have these amazing actors where freaking Lawrence Fishburne is Lawrence doing Shakespeare, Shakespeare bro. Yeah, was, he's straight doing Shakespeare in this especially Shakespeare. The, the scene. Oh, and oh. it's, it's one long dialogue scene. But, but it doesn't if you didn't, feel like it. at that time, we didn't know what the Matrix was. So as right. the audience, we did need that information. And two, the performance and the, and, 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 and the direction. And then the same thing with um, is Hugo Weaving. Hugo yep. Weaving. Yeah. Oh, my yes. God. And, and the interrogation scene. Mr. Anderson. Yeah. The cadence, the pentameter yes. that they created. I will say this. The words. O- originally uh, intended to be cast and many people know this already, as Morpheus would have been the legendary Sean Connery. Can you imagine him? Which would have worked. That would have worked just as well. Would it? Sean Connery as Morpheus? Yeah. The physicality parts would have been, that would have been the challenging, which is like 50% of the performance. So, yeah. I wonder, you know, I, I, I think about that a lot. You know, originally was, it was supposed to be Will Smith as Neo. And Sean yeah. Connery as Morpheus, and they're both dope actors. But I, I don't think Will Smith. Will Smith as Neo would not have worked. He is so charismatic. He is so polarizing. He Will Smith's personality is so infectious. It's like you needed, like Keanu Reeves to me. He's like a Matt Damon, right? He's like the guy you might bump into at a bar. Yeah, like the guy you could see being your neighbor. Like, like. He has the an regular guy. There's an awkwardness about him that you have mm-hmm. to have. Yes. To, to be like, like when, when, when he's laying in it, when, it, when Trinity's typing to him and he's laying down and the people knock on his door, you can see he's like, he's disheveled, sleep deprived. He's just, yeah. he's, he's, he's a nerd that we've seen, like a computer guy that we've, we've all met in our lives. Yeah, and he's like a shut in. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you see Will Smith is going to be like, all right, you know, tall, good looking black guy, like, it, it, it's just different. It's just different. And I think I think Keanu Reeves fits that part where he grows from this not timid, but but I don't want to say weak, but he's introverted guy into something bigger than, yeah. you know, bigger than life. Yeah. I think also just the climate of Hollywood at that time, Keanu Reeves around that point had a lot of flops before The Matrix. You know, so he had, mm. he had the Bill and Ted's and he had the point breaks and he had. Uh, Point Speed Break was a success. Speed Point Break was, was great. Good. Yeah, then yeah. he had a series of films that were kind of flops. So when we see Keanu Reeves in a movie, just as an audience, we don't know what to expect. We yeah. don't know what to expect. And, and that worked for this. 
with Will, he was such a movie star at that point. It's like, yeah, you're going to win. Yeah, you can just learn. Like, like there's something with Keanu where we where we don't know if Neil's yeah, gonna. And, and as an action icon, I mean, he had done, like you said, he had done Point Break, he had done Speed, and those were big action tentpole films. But this changed the game, and it changed the course of his career. Absolutely, absolutely. This is absolutely. the action film of the year. It was the action film of the of the decade, decade dude, dude. Um, so could you imagine? Nicholas Cage as Neo. <laughs> Is that on the page? Because they considered him. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, for those of you who don't know, it worked. gets considered for everything. Very different. They were casting Captain Marvel, and he was up for the role. And I'm talking yeah. about the female. Oh, there, yay! <laughs> Nicholas Cage can do everything, man. Um, let's like the seeds they play in the beginning, like. Cypher, if you watch Cypher in the beginning, it's like they were compromised from the beginning. There's stuff that that actor mm. was doing. The way he was playing was like, there's something about this. That's, y'all are off from the beginning. Something's Never not trust right here. Them. Oh, I, uh, the, the color correction I thought was amazing. Because if you noticed, inside the Matrix, it has that green tint to it. Mm. But outside the Matrix, it's more saturated. But even inside the Matrix, as the movie went on, as Neo got more free, it got less green. So by the time we're at the end, hmm? I never picked up on that. Yeah, by the time we're at the end with them fighting the subway, it does not have that same green tint it did when he was in his office. Which is anyway, so when we see this new trailer and everything is saturated, it's not green. So I think that we we are still picking up from a point where Neo has affected the Matrix. Of course. If that's not the movie we're watching, we are watching Matrix 4, not a reboot. Right. I, I, it's not my understanding that I'm looking at another incarnation of Neo, of the one. I think I'm watching a continuation of the same one who I'd seen play out in three other movies. Because we have Trinity showing up. Like It, it, it needs to be that. Yeah. Um, I which mean, is, the- which honestly is the thing that's a little ambiguous about the other characters not being cast the same. That's where it's kind of this gray area. Am I watching another incarnation or am I watching the continuation? Both. Because other it characters may not be real and some are still alive. Yeah. Um, I think we said this a little while ago. Most movies that come out in the 90s, 1999, 2000, they... They have a hard time holding up because you can't divorce the time period. Yeah. But there's something about the Matrix where they made it to be timeless enough. So they didn't throw in a bunch of pop music. They, the clothes and the style and the technology was kind of timeless. So we can watch very smart because they could have hit us with razor cell phones. And, you know, the cell phones they had in that movie were not the cell phones we were walking around with. They were more a very generic version, a version that's almost you can forget about the Look, cell. The phones only cell agree. phones we see are our cell phones in the matrix itself. We never see a, a right, cell phone right. real right. world. That's why it all works. Right. And they and they dated the matrix. That's what's so smart about it. They go, this matrix is set in the you know early two thousands, late nineteen hundreds. Right, and so. They're really smart. And so it looks like this next version of the Matrix is probably, you know, the same idea. We're just updating it, you know. 
but but they still, even though they said it's 1999, they kept it timeless because if we would have saw a bunch of late nineties wardrobe and style and we would have saw a freaking like, well, it I felt, don't know. It, it felt, um, the costuming was really specific. It was yeah. generic enough to feel like, and they said that too, you know, they, they prefaced all that by going, you know, some of the details are whatever, but this is ballparky exactly what they kind of could factually like based off what they. The Matrix compiled what they believed exactly. the late 90s looked like. Right, yeah. right, yeah. But in, the, in their filmmaking style, they still made a point to not go shiny suits and bubble jackets, North Faces, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that would have been like, wow, that's real. Like, like, go watch the movie Clueless. I love Clueless. But it's such a time capsule because it has cult. It's it. The pop culture references are all over it. Here they made sure there was next to no pop culture. The only part of this movie that doesn't hold up that much for me is just the music at the end, because that's the only part that goes, "Oh yeah, this was 1999." When that hard like club techno, (laughs) Rich, stop pointing at me, Rich. A Nokia 8110 was the cell phone. Dave bought it. My friend, my best friend, ended up paying eight hundred bucks for it in two thousand. He bought and that's, it. That's that's why you didn't see it that much because it's expensive as hell. <laughs> it's expensive yeah. as hell. I remember he bought it, and then we were like, "This phone is stupid. It doesn't do anything." I remember the way it flipped down. <laughs> yes. was like dope. Yeah, like slid down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's brilliant. So they 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 got a phone that blew our minds back then, but doesn't make us feel like we're watching a a period piece or a prehistoric film now. Like it it just fits and that's because they also had rotary phones or whatever they had it was like the batman animated series they had they'll have a cell phone but then they'll still have like the 30s i gotta get to the phone booth why (laughs) you know what do you guys think of the combat man the the combat was dope you know it was actually a little thing that you know like i said i'd watch kate this week and the combat in kate is really good but there's a lot of little moments when I was watching it where I felt an actor didn't have enough time to figure out the choreography. And mm. it felt mm. it felt like staged combat to me. Um, Matrix is so stylized, obviously, but these guys had plenty of time to find their flow. Combat is yeah. so dope. And it, it pioneered the way. The way the combat is sh- was shot. The yeah. way the combat was edited. Change the you game. Know, change the game. And change, now we, we game, and yeah. now we see parodies of that in today's content. How do we get All the cameras to do this? How do we get the to do that? How do we innovate what was innovative before? The camera like literally becoming part of the choreography. It oh, has so to be. Like, well, and so, so, so with this movie, more more with Neil specifically, more than the sequels. Like he gets thrown into brick walls and we watch them burst like 30 different times. Like yeah. it hurts to get punched in the matrix. It's not just this. And I loved it, but this crouching tiger hidden dragon where it's so musical. It's so dance that like that punch didn't hurt. But well, here in that subway that team, in the, you see more of that in the sequels, the sequels. Know? There's no, the punch has no consequences that much. Yeah. But even like, you know, the moves, the moves, the choreography was so specific and so tight. And like even that punch in the in the subway scene where he punches at Smith, but Smith blocks it and then he 
gets him with a throat jab. Yeah, <laughs> like it was so, was so and so clean. And clean. and clean. Yeah. And it made sense. Like mm-hmm. Smith uh, wrapped up his arms and Neil headbutts him. Yeah. Because it, it, it makes sense. It's not just nice choreography, choreography's sake. It's like, what, what would you do in that situation? You would have right. to headbutt. And um, yeah, it was really nice choreography, too. You know, dude. it was a really nice blend. Like the combat itself, like the costuming, like everything, was very stylized for this film. It's not like yeah. John Wick. Like John Wick is is and it's Brutal. not like Born. Like all these all the all these films have very specific kind of fighting styles and content. Um Matrix is a little different, man. It's, it's kung fu homage. It's it's big kung lines. Kung fu, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You can follow it's it's more theatrical in that sense. You can follow the storytelling of it, you know? And, and I think the choice, and, I, and and this is the thing for me, the choice of a Keanu Reeves over Will Smith is that even though Keanu Reeves has been in Point Break and he's been in Speed, we've seen him do action films. For me, as an audience, I never looked at him like an athlete. You know, Will Smith, I look at as an athlete. So to yeah. see Keanu as Neo, now a Kung Fu master, like my suspension of disbelief has gone crazy. I know because. Kung Fu. And he does. Yes. And I would, and I, and before I saw him do it, I could have never imagined it. And that, just, and same thing with Lawrence Fishburne. Like we're seeing actors do things we've never seen them do. Rich is pointing. (laughs) (laughs) So the lobby shootout took ten days to shoot. I believe it. That three minute section, that three minute segment was ten days worth of shooting. I freaking believe it. it I believe that entirely. I mean, imagine. consider the uh, the last Fast and the Furious movie. They spent three months to get that three second shot of the car going through the building. Yeah, three months. Yeah, a ten day shoot. That lobby scene. Honestly, that's probably pretty quick, wow. considering. But zero considering CGI. Zero yeah. CGI, Crazy. all in camera, which is why this stuff works. Like when when that guy had a shotgun. And Trinity like <laughs> kicks him from behind and flips yes. the gun up, and she gets it. Yes. Bam! Dope. Like just smart. You know, if you look after the scene, after they go through there, they stand there, and you just see the walls falling apart from the shoot. Yeah, as in the, ele- the elevator, yeah. it's just like it's silence, and then yes. crumble, crumble. That's just yes. dope filmmaking. And I mean, the thing that was so nice about this film too was the progression of his characters journey to discovering and and embracing what he actually was, was so Mm -hmm. nice. It was this real kind of slow burn progression towards him. It's what the Oracle said. You got the gift, son, but something's, you don't Something's in your way. Um, And to see him slowly put the pieces together, man, this film just definitely works. It definitely works. And the only Oracle, problem, the only problem I, I really had with it was is some of the just some of the performances in the beginning, but I excuse it to eh, the Matrix. They're in the Matrix, and that might just be Jack giving certain things a pass. But I don't feel like the performances in the first chunk, first twenty minutes of the film, hold up. It's so stylized. The, the people going to the club, the costuming, all that stuff felt very kind of. I don't mm. know if the whole film was like that. It would not have held up for me, but the second they got away from that content, and and Fishburne starts becoming a major player in the film, the whole yeah. film kind of cracks open, and it's this very different thing that's 
is kind of timeless. Performances are timeless. It's weird. Go back and watch the scene with him with his boss in the office. That actor's cadence is like an agent. Yeah, I know. It's mm-hmm. so weird. It's it's interesting. I never picked it up before, but the way he was talking. You come here late, Mr. Anderson. You think you can just walk in here and do what That's you want? That's almost why here? I didn't feel like it held up because he didn't have reason to be an agent. Or there's a seed that we haven't yeah. uncovered. There's something. Because we know Morpheus has been looking for Neo, but like, who's to say the Matrix itself hasn't had safeguards around someone Morpheus has been in, interested in? Well, so keep like, in mind, the Matrix knows that there's a one. So when I hear the boss talking in an agent's cadence, because the first time I looked at it, like, oh, that's a program. That's not a human in the Matrix. That's a program. And that's why he yeah. sounds like the agents. It's, it's, it's how they interpret how human beings are supposed to talk. Right. I kind of felt that too when I was watching it, which you know makes sense. There's and we know that there's a bunch of programs interspersed throughout the population to kind of maintain order and keep the herd mentality going. And, right. they, you know? they and we also know that the, it for a while. Well, yeah, of course, and and the program also knows that there's been multiple incarnations of uh, the one to reset right. and reboot. You know? Now I'll say this: I don't know how much. Two and three applies to one now as a trilogy. But like when we if we watch this movie, I don't really know how much two and three applies. Like, I don't know if they knew all that stuff when they made this. They might have had some of it in the back of the head. I mean, I think about certain scripts I've written and I think about I mean, anyone who's especially in the industry and they're writing content that has the capability of having sequels or being franchisable or it's a television series, you're always kind of thinking, where does this go further down the road? So I wouldn't be surprised if what we picked up on seeing the movie a dozen times at this point, 23 years later, seeing the boss this time talking to Neo going, yeah, yeah, he's probably a, a program that they hadn't maybe considered that. Only reason I'm I'm against that is because they use so much exposition in the sequels to have to explain things they didn't explain in part one. Like the sequels, it's almost like they got because that was at, that was at a time where you didn't just get franchises. And this movie is one and done. Like if you watch it by the end, you're satisfied. You don't need more. Your imagination. You kidding me? The second he takes off, I'm ready to pop in the next one. Yeah, Come right. On. But, Come on, but they, but they completed the their story. They completed their story. He's Superman. They created a so, Superman movie. By the time we get to part two, other programs running around, anomalies. This has all happened before. Like it, it literally contradicts every theme in part one. Every theme in part one was about choice. It's your choice. You get to go. You get to stay. You get to choose to believe or not believe. It's your choice. In the Matrix, you have no choice. In part two, they're like, there is no all the cycle. That's not entirely true. And we get a glimpse of it in the Oracle's little lobby waiting room where it's filled with all these potentials. So we know that there's more going on with this world than meets the eye right from jump. That's fair. The dude in part three, the Asian dude, the martial artist who's like, what is he? He's his program that Neo fights randomly. It's like, I can tell some of these concepts y'all did not have fleshed out in the first one. Because of it's of no trying, consequence. But not, flushing something out and having having the idea of where something goes is very different. We're talking about world building things that weren't established in the first movie. I'm talking about world builders. 
Well, I mean, that's not entirely true either, though, because consider the role that the Oracle plays in the first movie, right? We know that we know uh, from Jump she's not part of the real world, and we know that she's kind of an outsourced thing in the Matrix world. So she establishes the idea that there's other things than right. the eye that we she don't establishes know it. But then you go into sequels where now you have this this godlike entity talking, yeah. "Who are you, and why haven't we come in contact with you before?" You know. When Neo showed up the first time and was doing things in the Matrix that he shouldn't have been doing, apropos, vis-a-vis, <laughs> like all, it's like, nah, man, they came up with that stuff going in. And then they came up with the whole point of the first one was, you're the one. And the sequels go, well, what if he's not the one? What if there's more? Okay, hold one? up, hold up. What, I mean, no was, what, what was the first one about? What was the whole point of him being the one? To free the people. Right. To free the people. He's it. He's or, or rather, to give them a the choice, the ability to make a choice. Yeah, right. By the sequels, it's like let's just live in harmony with the Matrix, and and they, at the end of the first Matrix, it's like give these people a choice. But Neil was also putting them people on like your days are numbered, Matrix. Like your days are numbered. Well, what exactly does he say at the end of the movie? He says, "I'm going to open their eyes, and I'm going to." He basically tells the people who are in charge of the Matrix that it's in their ballpark to make a choice now, in which case that makes sense that you'd have a progression of characters added to the sequels who you're not going to come in contact with. I think the progression of characters does make sense. I just think it, it what it, you know, whatever the focus that transitioned from the first Matrix to the second and the third something was definitely lost. You know, we sit here and well, it turned all, into an action film. It's just straight it, but action. It's but even yeah, thematically. Yeah, it changed because we sit here now talking about the matrix and it's unanimous and all of our love, all of our, all of our admiration for this movie. But if we have this same conversation about matrix revolutions and matrix, what's reloaded. Yeah. Reloaded. Yeah. I don't think it's going to, it's, it's not going to be the same conversation. Something was definitely lost when they expanded the universe. In the first Matrix movie, they finished their story. Even though we know Neo goes on, they finished their story. And the last thing he says is, I don't know the future. I don't. I didn't come here to tell you how it's going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone. I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. And then we take it from there as the audience. They restart the next movie with Neo talking to Trinity because I restarted it watching it. And he says, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So like we kind of go backwards. Yeah. To tell the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they finished it. You think they expected to go to two or three after this movie? No. No. Uh, absolutely. There's absolutely a- not. Absolutely you don't not. Think so listen, they knew no. the, they, there's no way they didn't know that the movie they were making was going to no. rock. In 1999. Before Spider-Man came out, nobody was going, we coming to the table with the whole Bible franchise. We're trying to get this movie made. They probably spent 20 years writing this movie, not 20 years writing this series. And you but can I, tell I, when I'm you watch sure, it. But I'm you can sure. Tell, I, you can I, tell I'm when not, you watch I'm, it. I'm not, dis, I'm not arguing that. 
But I highly argue the fact that they didn't have the idea of where this content might go, given the opportunity to expand it. They might have had an idea, like a log line. But I don't think when they were making Matrix 1, they go, you know, in part three, spoiler alert, he's going to die at the end. And the agent's going to go no, inside of it. No, they, I'm not saying they I'm not saying they knew where it went, but the idea for it to expand and it's all within the content of it. You know, programs, backseat. Programs I think they thought like it can expand. We haven't figured out how to expand it yet, but it definitely can. So when we're seeing two and three, we're spending so much time watching them reestablish the world that they established already. Because I'll say they this, didn't man, establish it. There are a few films that have such a good cliffhanger hook at the end of it. Him flying up after giving this mandated declaration that, hey, listen, shit's about to hit the fan. You're sitting there going, oh, man, how long I got to wait to the sequel? How long I got to right. wait to the but, sequel? But, 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 that, but that's a visual thing. But if you look at it like thematically – that's not a cliffhanger. That's the period. First time you see Neo, what is he doing? He's in bed. He's asleep. The last time you see him, what is he doing? He's flying. He's free. Thematically, they're bookends. Story's over. He I'm was asleep. So like him flying, maybe that's the problem. They looked at him flying as a reason to have a sequel. So in the sequels, they become more about him being a superhero than the guy still but, on the hero's journey. It's also the progression of what we saw him. You couldn't pick the sequel up without him maintaining or being stronger than he was at the end of the first one. That's Which is why I, I was saying in the beginning of the second movie, he's sitting with Trinity going, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. But at the end of the first movie, it felt really clear. <laughs> like, you know what you're supposed to do. But that was the problem with the – that is the problem with the series and in my opinion. He never actually accomplishes what he sets out to accomplish. And in fact, he just ends up striking a deal with the construct the itself. The machines kind of win. Yeah. Zion gets left alone, and they still get to harvest human beings as batteries. Yeah. They're like, it's okay. We'll leave your population of 2,000 alone. We're going to continue to harvest billions. Good deal. <laughs> <laughs> but now, weren't they growing humans? They were, they were genetically engineering humans, correct? They were yeah. harvesting them. Yeah, yeah. Right. So why did why did they even mess? Why did they even need to mess with the human city? Because the Sorry? human city was messing with them. But I mean, were they really messing with them on a scale that would, would actually impact them? Uh, but I think, humans have a, 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 a tendency to be pesky. But uh, I think, well, I'll say this about the sequels. I think the issue is they. I don't think they knew where they wanted to go. They might have had an idea of what the world could be. But they had no idea what they wanted Neo to be, which is he becomes this kind of super powered thing that happens outside the conflict, especially in part two. And in part three, we spend more time with him in the real world because like y'all did not know what to do with the powers you gave him. Well, keep in mind, they shot two and three at the same time. So yeah. that yeah. script was written as just this, you know, movie, monster right? script. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think that the. A big sell was it is an action film, and that's where they really leaned into on the sequel. Was all right. We need some bigger action stuff that's gonna 
take take the content that we made and elevate it. And I think some of the content did get kind of got a little lost. Yeah, yeah, in the sequels. But again, we're not talking about the sequels. We're talking about the first one. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> and I think we're talking about the sequels because there's not much to say about the first one other than just other how than amazing. It. You know, there's something funny about Keanu Reeves to me. There are certain roles, in my opinion, for what it's worth, that he has been cast in in his career that have just been serendipitous, just been mm. – I'm like, you couldn't have – it couldn't have worked out better. And for me, him in this role – is one of those roles. It, it couldn't have been better. I, I mean, even in the progression of this movie, you buy him as an introverted computer nerd, and you buy him as a super being at the very end, and you buy him in like two like polar opposite roles. But it, we believe it. Yeah, because we see the yeah. progression. We go on it, and that's yeah. you know, and that's a uh, that's a testament to the filmmaking of it and the story and the and what the what Kelsey's did with the content, you know, is there and their content. And and it is a testament to the performances and the casting of it too, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. They have created a film that is if it doesn't withstand the test of time, it has certainly shifted cinema as we know it in the last 20 years since it's come out. Easily. And what I love about this film is that its themes are very simple. It's a very simple film once you get past the the grand a love story, really. Yeah, it's a love story, and every movie is a love story. You have a Trinity and Neo love story, you have a Morpheus and Neo love story. It's it's all just a love story and about believing in yourself. And those mm-hmm. themes, you can get behind those themes. How uh, this father-son story of Morpheus willing to put it all on the line because he just believes in this kid. Why do you believe in him? Just do. He will. You got Trinity just coping with the fact like this is the guy. This is the guy I've been waiting for. And as comic book geeks, we get off when we saw him fly up to the sky. But imagine like all the, the, the little boys and little girls who love Disney. That kiss at the end is there flying in the sky. Like there's payoffs for everyone indirectly who grew up with this fairy tale type of fantasy content. It's all we got a Cinderella kiss and we got a Christopher Reeve flying to the camera all in one movie. I don't know what else to say, man. I'm very overwhelmed by this and my mind is just firing in every direction. But I think we covered so much. It's just an amazing movie, man. Like right when the movie started, I questioned whether I was the right person to be judging the content because the second the the soundtrack overlaid yeah i got excited Prodigy. and I, and i try to remember did i get excited when i heard those notes the first time i watched it probably not the way i got excited this time and i'm feeding off of the excitement of a guy who watched this thing 20 something years ago knowing that there's a fourth one coming out that we don't deserve that we're going to get we don't deserve it <laughs> So I'm like, I don't know that I'm the right person to even ask about you know this movie. I, I, I went back into my 1999 brain because I remember vividly being in the movie theater watching this. And when I heard that sound, I didn't get chills. I didn't know what it was. But I knew right. I was going somewhere I'd never been. Like, I knew, like, I'm going into a world. What is this? I never heard that sound before. And then the yeah. green kind of going through the matrix. Yes. It's like, I, I felt the leaning, like, okay, what is this? 
and then Trinity in the air. We saw that in the trailers. So I'm like, okay, I've seen that before, but it's dope. But I'm on the edge of my seat. And from that point on, because, uh, man, I don't know if they can do this today. Hopefully they do this with a new one. They never told us what the Matrix is. So for the first 40 minutes of this movie in the theater, I'm leaning in because what is the Matrix? Going on an adventure. Yeah. We don't know. They I didn't spoil coming, it in the trailers. No, they didn't. They didn't. I remember coming home from this movie so hyped. I went on the what is what is the Matrix? You put in the password stake, and then I was able to download the the screensaver <laughs> of the Matrix. And all I'm thinking, like you know. It just blew my mind. It blew my mind. Mm. And I remember that excitement. So it was dope. It was and dope. The movie more than holds up. Because when we talk about like AI taking control, us being overconfident with technology, this movie is more relevant today than it was back then. Yeah. I can tell Alexa to call my mom now from across the room. Calling like this. your mom now. From Alexa, call room. mom. That's more relevant to this movie today than it was in 1999. It's and it's funny you say that because the like, same thing. I got Alexa in every room. I have my Roomba robot right now vacuuming the floor. It's like, and you have Siri on your phone. It's like, it we're literally the generation that's about to create the matrix. That's it. We're, we're all celebrating our human achievement. Yeah. Now, now we, now we have to block out the sun. Dude, now we got to block out the sun. That's that sounds it. like, a, you know, I got an idea, guys. Let's just torch the earth. It sounds like something humans would do. Um, dude, I, I want to leave you guys with this theory. Which I find is very interesting because you know that, that allegedly the Wachowskis allegedly might have taken this story from this woman who wrote it. And I don't want to bring up alleged whatever because I don't know what the actual story is. But the idea is this, that she created the Terminator as well. So there's a theory <laughs> out there that the Terminator and the Matrix are the same world. That would be So true. you have John Connor, Sarah Connor, the whole freaking Skynet thing is what happens when the machines take over. Machines take over. We're now in the future with the Terminators. Terminator gets sent back in time to do all that stuff we saw. The future of the future in Terminator is that the machines won and they're harvesting these bodies. So the <laughs> Matrix will be the future of the future in the Terminator. Oh, we watch the yes. rise of the machines. That's oh. pretty dope. It I connects. Like it actually connects. connects. It connects. I like that. A little too well. So <laughs> it connects a little too well. Like I would read a book with that whole story. Just yeah, the whole dude. happening. So Terminator on Into the Matrix. Like, yeah, come on. Dude. And I brought up that theory to say if you ever decide to go down and watch older movies, watch Terminator. Watch it in the order. So watch the first Terminator, watch Judgment Day, then watch the one with Christian Bale, then watch The Matrix. And you're going to be like, whoa, that all kind of, it's interesting. Watch The Matrix. If you haven't seen it, well, we spoiled the hell out of it if you Shay. haven't seen it. Shay. Shay. <laughs> Shay. But even if we did, trust me, nothing we said does that movie justice. It's, it's, it's dope. And it might be. I'll stand on this. It might be one of the, if not best, movies ever made structurally, point for point, beat for beat. It's hard to beat The Matrix. It's up there. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah. and content. The content, and content. Is a game changer. Game changer. So this week we have something special. Instead of doing recommendations, we actually have our very first fan question. Yes, we do. The, uh, the fan's name is Christian Brunel. He's 13 from Florida. Um, his Instagram handle is Christian, C-R-I-S-T-I-N, underscore, not, underscore, uh, Christian, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N. Should we be putting all the kids' content out there? Yeah. He said, yeah. I asked him. I'm going to play it, and then uh, let's, let's talk about it. Hey, I'm a big fan of your podcast, and I was wondering, 
how you guys feel about The Boys Season 3 and Invincible uh, Season 2 coming out soon. I'm excited, man. I mean, I, I love Grace. I love where it's going. I'm also excited for the spinoff they're doing with, I guess, the younger uh, the younger set of heroes. I'm all for the boys' universe. And, you know, just the way things ended in, in season two, I just can't wait to see how, where we go from here with Homelander and the boy and all that stuff. Soulja I'll say boy. this. Um, I, I've actually been – I've worked on a little bit of the content for uh, some of the promotion for the boys' season three. And Ooh. there's going to be some fun stuff in it. Dude. Now – I probably never get hired on another job for saying anything. Don't say nothing say else, Jay. No, nah, no, nah, just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. You're good. You're good. No, you're everything else is embargoed, but that's good. And and I'll say this, man. Invincible season one was some of my favorite comic book content brought to life. So if season two yeah. is anything like season one, I cannot wait. There's, I'm all over that. All about it. There's so many directions for them to go. There's a lot of yeah. content still to experience. Oh, yeah. Having read all the comics. I just I'm so excited to see because this is Mark's hero's journey. You know, we're on that journey and now we get to deal with him with he's been in a fight with his dad. Like that experience with Omni-Man changes you. And if it's anything like the comic books, we get to go on this journey of like he's different now. And he's still the same kid we love, but he's he's different. Yep. So I'm very excited to see it. And, you know, the, the, in the comics anyway, the world opens up some more. So there's things that are just not about being on Earth and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it, man. This is good questions. I don't know if we have release dates yet, but uh, Mm-mm. there was good. one other fan hit us up, and they said that we misjudged. Ah, Jack, I was going to say this. Say, say, I'm sorry, I should have cut you Goku. off. What did they say? What they say? Well, they basically said what would have happened was Goku would have made One Punch Man punch himself. <laughs> No, like now I, I'm gonna pull it up because it was mad eloquent the way she put it. It was Who mad. Who was it that said it? I'll, I'll look her right now. I'll give her a shout out because I came What's across up? that because I was watching Jack go back and forth. And this I'm was like, Jordan, Jordan Saunders. Jordan. Oh, she, Jordan. Okay. Jordan, also called Legal Phoenix, Texas on Instagram. Um, <laughs> it's freaking dope. She says, uh, well, I, and I had to respond to her. I never thought of that. She says, Goku redirects Sucker Punch's fist and makes him punch himself. Goku wins handedly. What? And I'm thinking, no, 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 Rich. So let's not doodoo on it now. Let's not doodoo on it. <laughs> you can say what you want to say. I'm, I'm doodoo on it. Don't, <laughs> don't doodoo on it yet, Rich. <laughs> the thing about this, real quick, as strong as one pinch is. One pinch? He, one pinch is, as strong as one punch is, he's not a martial artist. He's not a trained fighter. So he'll go into that fight throwing punches, and Goku is the best martial artist of all time. And I can easily see one punch going into that fight like any other fight, and Goku redirecting that dude's blow into himself. And one punch, man, one punches himself. I can totally see that. Look, Jordan, you're a lawyer. So if you want to send us a message and give us a powerful, powerful argument for this, please, you're welcome. No, but how is that not an argument? It is. It is. But I want to hear it from like a legal standpoint from, from someone who's, who's you know, job we is might to argue need to have a, uh, a guest on the show to, to talk about Dragon Ball Z at some point. Yep. I want to know why Rich is doodling on this. How are you? How are you directing a punch back onto someone? Like, he's Goku. You, you, 
uh, what? You've never seen Wait, Steven Seagal movie. You can direct redirect. Steven Seagal breaks it. He breaks. <laughs> he it doesn't. He does. He doesn't direct punches back into the recipient. He like moves it away from him. He's like, you know, doesn't all this crap. If anybody can redirect the punch listen, into somebody's own face, it's Goku, Rich. Listen, Goku, Rich. listen. First of all, the question will be: Will he be powerful enough to redirect that punch? Ooh, Ooh. Rich but, is right. Jordan's wrong. <laughs> that's easy. I'm about to go on Instagram right now. <laughs> Sorry. But, you know, but look, look at judo. Judo's not about strength. It's about power redirection. So you don't really need to be, you don't necessarily need to be super strong to redirect it. Ooh, Chris is right. right. Rich is wrong. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, you got to have some type of strength. I mean, yeah, Ooh. but, Goku, but, but Goku's, not, Goku's not some regular dude. He's level 99. But you know, but, things going to blow up. Also, also, Goku like fights like a little kid. Like he, he takes punches on purpose to see if that one punch that he can take or he tries to take will probably be his last. If that, Rich no, is right. I take it back. Will be his last. Jordan's wrong. Chris is wrong. <laughs> Jack, Lawrence, and Rich is right. Let's do the one this idea. <laughs> Whatever, you guys. Whatever. But look, I love the fan interaction. Keep it coming, guys, please. Please keep it coming. We're on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. Check us out, man. We're dropping content pretty much all day long going back and forth really trying to create a community so drop us a like and a follow subscribe to this podcast we have so much fun talking about this stuff i hope you guys have an amazing time we'll see you next time same bad time same bad channel later we out dang it chris <laughs> <laughs> right, peace out y'all